What up, Hanyaks? Welcome back to Sports Edition of the Ramley Viking Podcast. Uh, gonna be maybe a little bit shorter than normal, but got some big stuff going on. Records being broken, um, and in such a way that makes you think a new record is gonna be set that is way beyond the current one. So, lots of exciting stuff. We'll start off with, I mean, the big news at hand is that Steph Curry is the all-time three-point leader with a little over 2,000. I saw I saw the graphic this morning. He did it in 780 games. Ray Allen did it in 1,300 games. So he did it in about half as many games, which is insane, which shows one of two things, his proficiency, but also how he has revolutionized the game. Because I think, like, passing statistics from, like, say, the 1980s or 90s to now... Um, you know, all sorts of records are being broken, maybe not in the same fashion, but I think, I mean, this has clearly been the trend of the last eight or so years in the NBA is uh, three-pointers. I mean, the Rockets a couple of years ago were shooting threes like crazy. Um, they were setting a record for most just three-point attempts, and it was something insane. And that's just the trend of the game. But uh, hats off to Steph Curry, possibly the greatest shooter um, of all time, if not, that's already solidified. I don't know. I don't have any other arguments for anyone else. Uh, it's kind of clear cut and dry. Dude is legendary. So take a moment, soak it up, uh, witness the history. It's pretty cool when you think about it, you know, in 20 years, 30 years from now. It's like, wow, witnessed when this monumental moment in this person's career. You know, it's kind of like how it was a little bit too young for a lot of the 90s Bulls stuff, but. And so, you know, it would have been cool to be around. That stuff was happening live or the 80s Lakers and Celtics rivalry and the bad boys, stuff like that all before my time. But, you know, I got to see a 55-year-old record, triple-double record broken by Russell Westbrook and, uh, and, and several several different triple-double-related records broken. And that was pretty, you know, that's pretty cool. And I was fortunate enough to be there live. But, yeah, big-time stuff. Uh, link in the description will have... The video, you can see it for yourself. Big, big celebration. It really was incredible, but that's what's going on in the NBA. And uh, now in records unfairly being broken, if you haven't heard, there's a University of Penn swimmer who was on the men's swim team for three years and has now transitioned in his fourth year and is competing uh, as a female and blowing people out of the water and setting records. So this, on the other hand, while Steph Curry's record is is amazing, incredible, just absolutely something to gawk at, this is more something to... Uh, this is really just cheating in my... Like, there's no beating beating competition by 30, 40 seconds, just blowing it out of the water, and it's caused a lot of controversy, but... I mean, it just, what, he was mediocre, he was a mediocre swimmer, middle of the pack in the men's, and then, you know, oh, just happens to find his identity, join the swim team, his real identity as a woman, join the swim team, and now is destroying everybody, and, you know, it's a funny dynamic when it comes to athletics and uh, transgenderism, because part of the movement is... Oh, you transition. That's your true identity. You found it. You were uncomfortable in your own skin. Now you're comfortable in your own skin. Well, a weird uh, or a tough 
part to address when it comes to someone who's in the athletic realm and doing that is you go from being, take it from me, who is someone who is generally middle of the pack athletically, so I just have to try and outwork and uh, get creative and be more uh, crafty, I guess, if you will, and going from that standpoint to being just the absolute best, ranked top in the nation, just breaking records... I mean, if that is a clear boost in confidence, in self-image, and it's it's hard because, oh, you're saying they just transitioned to be the best at things, and yes and no, I'm, I'm saying it plays a part in affirming their new identity, and it's like, well, of course I would be, if I switched, say if I switched to this identity, then, and then I was all of a sudden hyper-successful, well, I would that would almost be a little bit of a self-fulfilling prop like that would almost embolden me to be like yeah this is the right decision you know generally in any any times of our lives you make a business move you make a job change and all of a sudden you start you know seeing that booming success it, it usually reaffirms your decision however this is a little bit more complicated because when you actually look at the biology of the matter it's just a dude who has found a loophole as to be to to compete against girls and be the best and uh, the funny joke that I that I that I always think about is, uh, you know, men are not only dominating dominating men's sports. Um, now, the best women are actually men. But <laughs> so that's 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 records being broken in, I would say, an unjust way, and uh, hopefully, come to our senses. And any records that have been set by trans athletes will be will be will be wiped away because really, it's just degrading to actual women. And Men are taking over women's sports too. Uh, yeah, it's kind of funny to laugh at, but at the same time, it's like it's a serious issue we should be we should address. And apparently, a lot of the teammates of uh, this guy are upset. And the coach, I'm assuming, has their hands tied. And this is more of a university thing, uh, you know, wanting to be woke. And it's not gonna. I don't think it's gonna end well. But it's a lot of craziness. So let's get into actual sports. Uh, college football. We're kind of in a holding pattern until. The bowl games start, but we're seeing, you know, coaching changes, transfer portal. Spencer Rattler goes to South Carolina. Good for him. Good riddance, in my opinion. Uh, I think he's got a mental side of the game uh, to figure out and the game management side and, and not getting – it's unfortunate his name is Rattler because he seemingly in Texas – in the Texas game especially he got rattled and um, build, building that out to have some more mental confidence. But hope the best for him. And seeing lots of moves being made. But let's go on to the real story. So, the NFL. Uh, once again, wow. Had a great week in Pigskin Pick'em. Really pumped about that. Holy cow. Now, let's just check the group. Come on. Ugh. Your boy had a good week, too. But I closed that gap. I'm, uh, golly, I'm still, I'm still 50 points behind. But, um, oh, but but we're right there. He he also had a great week. We both had 110. So it's your boy is still top of the leaderboard. I'm uh, in second. Sunk line is in the third. So who's easy is only 20 points back from me. We all well we all tied this week. 110 a piece. So makes me feel a little less good about my picks. But let's walk through see what the picks are. We're gonna talk about the playoff picture. It is a mad rat race, and I saw I don't know if it's still the case, but I saw this last week. There was still like a 
if if the Lions won or something, they were, they they could still have like a one or ten percent chance to get into the playoffs. That's how that's how up in the air the playoffs are this year. So get excited, folks! It's gonna be a fun time. But let's go ahead and take a sneak peek at what happened. So on Thursday. The Steelers seemingly spiraled out of control. You had that viral moment from Chase Claypool. I'll link to the link that in the description, where he um, it's fourth down. There's like 40 seconds left. He gets the first down on a quick slant, and he takes time. Takes like three or four seconds to celebrate instead of rushing the ball to the center of the ref to get set again because the clock is running. And now he is being lambasted for it, and kind of rightly so. It's a little bit of an awareness thing, right? You gotta you gotta know know where you're at and. Uh, Look, people are people are saying he's just an absolute idiot. And I was like, that was a dumb moment. Like that, honestly, it happened, and it probably played a factor in losing the game. But I come back to the fact that games are won and lost in key moments, or they or they seemingly come down to key moments. But there are key moments throughout the game that you where you win and lose the game. Uh, you know, the game is not totally lost, and so and so then you have a key moment. It's like, well, if they would have capitalized, you know, this was the game-winning play, but the game has been going on the entire time, you know, four quarters, and there, there are countless moments like that, little pivotal moments where if you get this first down or you make this catch or this tackle or, you know, whatever, you get in, you get in this position to be able to do something. And so it's hard to really lean in too hard on, on some on little dumb moment like that. I mean, the center ran up to him, got the ball, and they, they, they got it off, and they ultimately lost. But the Steelers have bigger problems. Uh, the memes about big men right now are great uh, because he's old and decrepit, and I think his time is up. And then, uh, yeah, but they lost to Minnesota, so we all picked Minnesota rightly so. But Minnesota barely won, so Minnesota's just doing Minnesota stuff. Got that pick right. Then uh, the... The Ravens lose Lamar in the game to high ankle sprain, and the Browns. So the Browns go way up, but the Ravens almost come back and win. Uh, they lose though, twenty-two to twenty-four. So thank you, Ravens and Browns. I remember this one being up in the air. I was like, I don't know who to pick. This could really go either way at this point. Both these teams are wildly confusing. Now the Browns this week are on everyone's in COVID protocol, so nobody knows what's happening. So once again, their pick is going to be kind of really hard to make, and their game might even get. Uh, moved. So, I uh, got that one wrong. Whoops. But thank goodness the Titans took care of business against the Jacksonville Jaguars, a raging dumpster fire, not just a casual dumpster fire, but this one is like flames spewing out of the top of it, you know, 6, 8, 10 feet tall. Like it is it is a problem could catch some buildings on fire. Um needs to, needs to get needs to get taken care of ASAP. And uh I think I think Urban Meyer might be out of that job by the end of the year, but I don't I don't think it's a bad thing because Jacksonville, man, it would be hard. It would be, it would be hard for me, honestly, to take that job. Like that is just, there are some jobs I think you need to look at and just be like, no, no, you guys got to fix a lot of stuff for, in order for me to come there. We got to have a lot of changes because a culture change, especially in the NFL is extremely hard to facilitate because there's so many moving pieces. There's so many people with their own vision. And a lot of times it comes back to ownership and front office as far as who, um, who really needs to shift in a mindset or be completely shifted out of posi- out of a position? So, yeah, it's a it's a really tough situation. But got that pick right, so I don't care. And then the Chiefs come raging back, forty eight to nine, 
against the Raiders. So that pick was seemingly kind of up in the air. Was really, really glad I did not pick the underdog there. Uh, Chiefs seem to be finding their stride again. Late late season stride to make a surge for the playoffs. They're 9-4 and four now. Um, watch out, everybody. I know we, we kind of forgot about them. But now they got the advantage advantage of almost being a sleeper uh, the last few weeks. And just, oh, we'll just get a win, we'll just get a win, we'll just get a win. And then, wham, here we are. So, Saints take down the Jets 30-9. to So, everything seems right in the NFL world up to this point. Like, everyone who was supposed to win, for the most part, is winning. Uh, but also, these matchups were kind of easy, if, if I'm being honest. Uh, the Dallas Cowgirls, I'm glad I got the pick right because I picked them. They took down the Washington football team. It was, however, don't let 27-20, don't be fooled. It was a Hyper Bowl to the max. I mean, they Dallas gave Washington every opportunity to win that game. They were like, look, you still want to, do you still want to win? I mean, we'll let you win. Here, here's a fumble. Here's an interception. Here's Here's not getting. Here's to not getting the first down to be able to run the clock out. Like, what do you want? And they gave Washington every opportunity. They they had that game really given up on a silver platter. Uh, Dak does not look good. Now they're saying, oh, is he in a slump since coming back from his calf injury? And I just go, uh, no, it's just typical Cowboys fashion. All of a sudden, their defense is good. You paid. You played Washington. Chill out. And they they had a little bit of a carousel today. It was Kyle. Allen. It was. QB got by committee, which is never and not on purpose either. It was out of necessity because uh, Heineke got hurt or something like that. So it was Heineke and then Allen and then Heineke and then Allen. It was a mess. Um, plus, it's not even taking into account just the dumpster, the raging dumpster fire of organization with all the investigations and allegations and things that are um, that were done on, on Washington, their organizations. So honestly, they need to be uprooted. Like, transition ownership, clean house, and can we move them? Can we just new team at this point? Because they have so many scandals going on. It's ridiculous. But Cowboys won. It's whatever. Uh, Dak is what we thought he was. Turns out sometimes he's going to have some mediocre games because at the end of the day, like, he's decent. But unless he has that gnarly, I, I truly think, unless he has the gnarly Zeke run game, to, to propel their pass game. Because if you look at that talent that they have at receiver, a, a good quarterback. I mean, okay, we'll put a top-notch quarterback in there. Like, put an Aaron Rodgers in there. Put, give Tom Brady that talent. I mean, give any one of these guys that level of talent at receiver and watch them just eviscerate people. I mean, it should look like what the Cardinals look like and Kyler Murray looks like because they have a similar receiving core in terms of talent-wise with Hop and all these guys. But I would say Dallas arguably has one of you know top three talented receiving cores. And so they're saying, why is he you know in a slump? And maybe it comes to offensive scheming, defensive scheming. Uh, they're just they have their number right now. But once again, I just come back to it's like I guess Dak is your franchise due, but. I don't know. I'm I'm I've never been totally sold on him and I'm not totally sold on him. So uh the Falcons take down the Panthers. Cam is back. Yeah. To just looking very average like he has been the last several years, but he's back in Carolina. Uh yeah, you lost to the Falcons who are now 6 and 7. 
Look at them go, just quietly creeping up, trying to stay in the playoff picture. 29-21, Seahawks take down the Texans, 33-13. Bill Burr now plays for the Texans. They've gotten that desperate. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just just look it up. You'll find it on Twitter or wherever, or even on Google. Uh, The Broncos eviscerate the Detroit Lions, 38-10. RIP to Demarius Thomas. Uh, His tragic loss, they started the... The first play of the game, you know, they had 10 men on the field. It was an awesome honor that they did. Um, gosh, he was only 32, 3, 4, something like that. Right, early 30s. Which for me, I'm approaching my early 30s here in the next few years. So it's kind of surreal when it's like, oh, I am now like around that age versus, you know, it was like it was 18, 19, 20. And it's like, oh, you know, they're still a little bit older than I am. But it's just different when people who are your age around you you know it's like oh wow we were the same age but yeah so far all these picks i've gotten absolutely right it's been great chargers take down the giants 37 to 21 congratulations to you connor on your once again successful prediction from last week i look forward to your prediction for this next week now here's where things get sticky the Bengals decide to lose by three to the 49ers screwing that pick up but I definitely remember discussing this pick and saying, like, I yeah, a slight advantage to the Bengals, but both these teams are kind of an enigma, both at 7-6. and six. Nobody knows what's going on. Not a big deal. Bucks take down the Bills, 33-27. to 27. Um, I think that'd be a fun Super Bowl. Why not? But the Bills, they're 7-6 and six now. They're on a bit of a slide. They need, to, they need to bounce back and hard. But the problem is they've had a difficult stretch. So I don't know how the rest of their schedule looks, but they need to clean some things up. And uh, there apparently was some bad refing. So as always, you know, oh, Tom Brady refing advantage, which maybe there's some truth to that. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know, just be able to beat them. Don't rely on penalties to win. Maybe that's a little bit harsh, but I got that pick right. The Packers still own the Bears. Aaron Rodgers will own the Bears for at least the next 20 years. They win 45 to 30. So the Bears still able were able to put up points, but the Packers just were able to put up more. Good job, Green Bay. And on Monday night, Cardinals lose to the Rams. They are ten and three still. Rams are nine and four. Tough game, thirty to twenty three. I mean, yeah, obviously biased towards the Cardinals, want them to win, but I mean they're very capable of winning. So. This was one of those toss-ups, so I'm not really too upset about that. But all in all, it was a great week for me for picks. Um, let's go ahead and look at next week, and then we'll talk. We'll just at least take a glance at some of this playoff picture nonsense because it is that's that's the only way I know how to describe it. Okay, Thursday, aka tomorrow, we've got the Chiefs Chargers. Should be a fun game. Unless the Chiefs decide to show out like they did against the Raiders, then it could be a blowout. But uh, Herbert versus Mahomes, <laughs> it just feels weird saying Herbert. Um, as much as I want to pick the Chargers, I'm going to have to go with the majority of the 77%. I'm trying I'm trying to win this pickskin pick. I've like, only got a few weeks left. I'm hot on his heels. Connor, um, bad week, please. That'd be great. If you could just go go for the underdogs this week. Go all underdogs. See if you can still keep the lead on me. Are you that confident? I don't know. Let's see. Oh, this might be... So, I guess the Raiders are in total disarray, at least when it came to playing the Chiefs, but the pick spread does not... I don't think doesn't accurately display the actual nature of this game and how close it could be. The Browns-Raiders on Saturday. And that one, there's a bunch of COVID protocols. I don't even know if this is going to get played. Most people are picking the Browns. 
but I don't know <sighs> what to do, what to do. We're just going to go first instinct. Just going to say the Browns just off of because the Raiders got shellacked so hard. They're, they're still embarrassed. Ooh, Colts Patriots should be really good. As much as I want to pick the Colts, the up and coming Colts, uh, those Patriots is back folks. And they, they are force and dad gummit, Bill Belichick, possibly the greatest. So I'm taking the Patriots in that one. Panthers bills, 2% pick the Panthers, but Cam is back. Come on. Should, that's at least worth 10% of us picking him, but I'm not going to contribute to that bills. Uh, I'm really pulling for them just to pull through and, uh, want to, want to shake it up, make things exciting. I mean, with how they were at the beginning of the season, if they're that good, it's going to make for some great playoffs, great Super Bowl potentially. Oh boy, look, a trash heap of a game. Dolphins-Jets, going to pick the Dolphins with 97% of you. And another Hyper Bowl, folks. Okay, interesting, interesting. Washington football team versus the Philadelphia Eagles. My Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, here we go. Oh man, had a bye week. Hopefully figured some things out, but I doubt it. We're going to come back with some probably ignorant game plan or at least ignorant parts of our game plan um watch miles sanders be super healthy and we only run it four times with him and run it 12 times with jalen hurts if jalen hurts has to throw more than 20 times i am not confident in his ability to lead us to a win we need a strong run game right now with our two running back system jalen hurts and miles sanders we need to i guess just rely on that and hope that our defense can do some stuff washington with the game last week that they had Every chance to win, didn't want to. So at this point, it's anybody's game to lose. And uh, I'm just going to go with my fandom here because Washington is, um, I just can't even click on that. So unfortunately, 50, it's 54-46 split in favor of the Eagles. I'm going to take the Eagles, but I don't think it's going to be pretty. Am I going to watch it if I can? Sure, but I don't think it's going to be pretty. <laughs> All right, Cardinals-Lions. Wow, the Cardinals have a nice bye week this week. Just going to go and um, do some scrimmaging against the Lions uh, just to stay stay warm, stay fresh because you don't want to lose your edge. Oh, man, this is a double Hyper Bowl week. We got NFC least all over the place. Now, I can't technically call it that because the Dallas Cowboys are 9-4, and four, but really they're really weak 9-4 and four, in my opinion. So... Uh, as much as I want the Giants to come in and just spoof and surprise, uh, the Cowboys are now having NFC East defensive defenses two weeks in a row, and or sorry, offenses. So once again, their defense is going to be confident and probably going to look pretty good, especially with the shoddy O line that New York has and the derpiness of Daniel Jones. So I'm I'm anticipating some fumbles, some whatnot. But if Dak's slump continues, which I fully anticipate as well, unless uh, the Giants just can't eat, can't stop anything on defense, which who knows if they can. Uh, unfortunately, once again, hardest pick to make. A tie would be perfect. Actually, Giants win would actually be best, just because I need to drag those Cowboys down. And I need them to work to lose. I don't care technically who they lose it to. Just as long as they lose the lead in the NFC East and end up losing, not winning the division. They'll still maybe make the playoffs. But just to lose the division somehow. And that would be incredible. So go Giants. But I'm going to have to pick the Cowboys because I'm trying to win this pigs and pick them. So that's my take. Let's go to Connor's take on this week's Hyper Bowl against the Cowboys. The Giants 
will lose this game and it will be a blowout because Daniel Jones either is not playing or he is playing and that will be the cause either way. Saquon is back probably for a you know maybe a quarter quarter and a half but there is no reason to play this game let's just do the coin toss and then walk off in protest because we don't want to keep losing like thank you as always connor for bringing you our bringing us your wonderful insights on the new york dumpster fire football giants and uh, while I think your prediction is probably correct, I'm going to hold out hope that the Cowboys try even harder to give this game up like they did against Washington and somehow the Giants stumble into a win. But it's fool's hope, as some would say. So moving on with our picks, though, we got Titans-Steelers. That should be a win for the Titans. I don't know what's going on with the Steelers. Um, yeah. Uh, wow. Another trash heap game. Texans-Jaguars, everyone's giving the advantage to the Jaguars. I have no idea, no idea who's better. So do I just pick with the majority here? Something tells me the Texans might do it, but I guess I'll go with the Jags. Ugh. Ooh, this one should be fun. Two 7-6 teams. Bengals-Broncos, wow. Uh, it's almost a 70-30 split in favor of the Bengals, who I'm going to go with, but I think that'll be a tough game for them. Falcons 49ers I don't know what to do with the Falcons I'm gonna take the 49ers because they're clearly better but watch out for those Falcons Packers Ravens uh well Lamar's gone so there goes the Ravens game plan might but apparently not uh Packers should win though we'll see they don't believe in defense right now but they can score Seahawks Rams battle the blues uh the way the Rams are playing and the way the Seahawks are playing this year, it's clearly the Rams. Bucks Saints should go to the Bucks, but maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Then, because didn't the Saints, they played earlier, and the Saints beat them, and they were like, ha But then they were like, remember what happened last year, and you saw them late season and got throttled? I think that's going to happen again. Bears-Vikings on Monday night. Get excited, folks. For a game that you don't need to watch. I Most people pick the Vikings, but I mean the Bears at least put up points last week. I guess I'll go with the Purple People Eaters, the Vikings. Um, just more, for, more out of a kinship? I don't know at this point. But sure, why not? That's the, that's the picks though. We'll see how we do. Did do. We'll see how we do. And hopefully I can... Uh, overtake Connor maybe not this week but I think over the next two weeks 50 points it's a 20 point um uh, deficit to cover and then a 30 point and I think that's a margin that I can accomplish uh, as far as but we'll see he's 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 pretty pretty sound sound mind in sports so uh that should do it though for the sports episode more uh, um, double check, make sure there's nothing else. I do not believe there is. Uh, we got more football coming though this weekend. Uh, oh, I guess this weekend technically starts bowl games, but as we all know, it's the whatever bowl games. So if your team's in it, cool. But don't forget that the new goal for this podcast is to grow big enough to be able to sponsor our own bowl game, the Rambling Viking Bowl Game. 
and we're bringing all the it's featuring the Hanyak horde, right? So we're gonna get the whole horde out there, and we're gonna have a great time. It's gonna be dope. We're gonna do Viking related stuff and have attire, um, Viking attire. I'm I'm pumped. So let's grow this thing. Let's spread the word. Let's build the Hanyak horde out and. Uh, if you want to go check out, you know, we're on Instagram and my lovely wife and sister. Um, wait a minute. That came out weird. My wife and my sister, separate people. <laughs> they they got me they made a couple custom shirts and I kind of I really like one of the designs I'm wearing it right now, but I posted it on the, them on Instagram. It just says the Rambling Viking podcast and it has a cool Viking hat. But if you'd like one of those, either comment, DM, email the show, and uh, we maybe see about getting some out this Christmas to some people. Uh, include your size, so I know, and we might we might produce some more and uh, and get those out there. You might be able to. We might I don't know. We might be fast tracking merch. Also, uh, potentially going to be adding just a written word side of this to improve my writing and, and supplement that, and maybe even building out a, a tangent uh, tangential part of uh, the podcast called the wandering vikings would be my, my wife and i as we travel around and and do weekly updates if you're interested in any and all, all or all of that uh email shows surrounding viking at gmail.com or follow us on facebook also follow us on facebook and instagram surrounding viking podcast and instagram is where i post new episodes as they drop and put links and and just post about different things if you haven't checked out the cookie day video or any of the other videos we've got some youtube videos up they're pretty good so go check those out but thank you as always for being a part of the hanya Remember, keep it PDFG, and a friendly reminder, there may or may not be a Friday episode, as I will be in Breckenridge, hopefully snowboarding uh, on some sweet powder, but we shall see, Uh, and if that's the case, then I look forward to seeing you all next week to get your first dose of weird early in the week, injected directly into your ear holes wow that was, this is a stumbling bumbling outro this it's i blame this mirror i talked about this on an earlier episode i'm still recording in that place where i'm looking at a mirror so i'm looking at myself i'm feeling a little narcissistic sometimes i'm like oh look at my beard what's going wrong with there or like oh my hair looks good or oh what's on what's in my teeth and i lose my train of thought so sorry about that but that's enough of this norwegian by um that does it for this sports edition of the rambling Viking podcast um, I am your head Hanyank, signing off.